Well, hello everyone and welcome to End of the Age. I'm Doug Norvell and today I am flying solo. Uh, Vince is traveling with his family and uh, he's going actually uh, to be traveling for quite a few days. He's going up for a wedding and then he will be traveling back where he has a speaking engagement uh, on the way back. And so uh, he'll be gone for at least a week now. So I'm by myself today and you're only hearing audio today because... As uh, you may have heard earlier this week, we are under some uh, construction there in our studio, so we're unable to bring you a uh, video as far as us sitting there at the set because we no longer have a set there. Uh, We're getting a brand new set. We're getting a brand new look. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I know everybody here at End Time is. There's a lot of things that are coming up that we want to tell you all about. Uh, and we will eventually give you all the information about it. But it's very exciting, and I promise you it is worth the wait. So um, just please bear with us and have some patience in the next uh, few days at least. I know uh, we may be able to get back in there within a week or so. But until then, we're going to be doing some audio programming and we may from time to time have to do some replays and so please pardon us for that as we um, move ahead and and, um, just I promise you it's going to be mind-blowing you're going to love it when we get everything done in that studio it'll have a whole new look you'll be excited as we are so today uh, I'm going to take us through the wrath of the dragon I'm going to talk about several different things because uh, I've had several people contact me and email me and ask me questions about, you know, how can we not be in the tribulation right now with all the things that are going on in the world? So I want to kind of address that, but I also want to look at some of the things that are going on because I have um, my own opinion about where I think we are and what I think is happening. And I got some scripture to back up some of that information. So I I just hope that you're ready for this. Vince is not here to restrain me today. If I get a little excited, I apologize, but uh, I feel like we're living in the most exciting times uh, that we could be in right now. This is really a a time where we're seeing so much Bible prophecy come to pass, and we're watching it happen right before our eyes, and it's never been like this before. I've been following this ministry way before I ever began to work here at this ministry, and I can remember way back when I used to listen to politics and religion that Pastor Baxter would say, you know, I found this article today, and uh, things just didn't come along like they do now. Now we have to decipher through that, and there's so many things happening. Uh, There's a lot of things happening in the news today, but there are some things that I want to address that pertain to uh, where I think we are right now in the world and in Bible prophecy. And so uh, I hope you enjoy this program today. I'm going to get started and I'll try to uh, contain my excitement and uh, not get in trouble at the same time and get us kicked off of social media. So uh, moving on, today's program is, I've titled it The Wrath of the Dragon because uh, we know that that time is coming. And so the Bible tells us that the devil is going to be cast out of heaven, and he's going to be bound to the earth for three and a half years during the Great Tribulation. Well, during this time, his agent, the Antichrist, he'll make war against the saints of God. So a lot of people ask me all the time, are we looking at this already? Is this something that's already happened? And uh, we're going to look at some disturbing things today, I think, and so i kind of give you a warning right now. Uh, some of the things that we see today may disturb some young people. So if you have some kids in the room, when we get to that part, I'll give you a warning and say, okay, this is where you might want to send them out uh, while we talk about this. But right now, let's look at 
Bible prophecy and how it lines up with some of the things that are happening right now, okay? So, Revelation chapter 12, most of you all know that this is the war in heaven. And uh, during this war in heaven, we see a woman that's depicted with 12 stars around her head. Uh, It's talking about Israel. And we have proof of that. We can show you through Scripture. I'm not going to go there today, but I just kind of want to set it up a little bit just so that you know um, where I'm coming from. So Revelation chapter chapter 12, I'm going to start in verse 7. Revelation 12, 7. And it says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. So at this point, just kind of letting you know what's going on there, there is a war between Michael and his angels and the dragon and his angels, the dragon being Satan here. And it says that they prevailed not and their place was found no more in heaven. A lot of people think that the devil doesn't have a place in heaven right now, but we can prove that through Scripture also. All you got to do is go back to the book of Job, and you can see in Job that um, the devil came in the presence of the Lord and the angels, and that's where he began to barter with God about Job and the things that Job uh, that he could do in Job's life to try to prove that Job wasn't as faithful to God as God said he was. So we know how that turned out. Or at least if you don't, it's a great read. Go read Job and you'll understand. But we know that the devil can come within the presence of God and he can uh, have conversation with God because we know that in the Bible. Um, so anyway, moving on from there, uh, it says that the dragon, this is verse 9, and the dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a voice, a loud voice, saying in heaven, Now is come the salvation and the strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accusers of our brethren is cast down, which accuses them before our God day and night. So see, that's what Satan does right now. He accuses us before God. So, you know, he'll say, hey, did you see what old Joe did the other day? How can that guy be a Christian? So he's doing that kind of thing there right now in heaven. And it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them, but woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. Now, right there, we have a lot of information that's telling us that when he comes down, it's telling us very specifically that the devil is going to be full of wrath. He's going to have... uh, He's going to be so angry because he's going to know that his time is short. And so because he knows his time is short, then the first thing he does is he goes after Israel. Israel here is the woman that brought forth the man-child. Jesus came from the Jewish line. He came from the people of Israel. And the devil goes after the Jewish people first or Israel first there. And it says, and the woman being Israel, this is verse 14. The woman were given the wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she's nourished for a time and times and a half a time from the face of the serpent. So when we come back from the break, we'll get more into that. I'll explain that and then we're going to dive off in some more scripture before we get to our clips today. 
Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800 or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Doug Norvell, and uh, I told you at the first of the hour that I'm flying solo today, and we're audio only. Also want to let you know that uh, normally Vince and I take calls on our program, but uh, we will not be taking calls today uh, because of the way that everything's set up. It's a little bit difficult to do that, so uh, today I'm just going to basically teach, and we will be able to show you some videos uh, because they're coming from a different area, so I will have some video to go with the program. So if you're watching on Facebook um, or on YouTube, there will be some things to, to see here in a little bit. Uh, but all, before we left and we went to the first break there, I was telling you uh, the last scripture there. Uh, it's very important that we understand this one because Revelation twelve fourteen says, And the woman were given the two wings of the great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place. Now we know her place is Israel. There's scripture that tells us that Israel's place is Jerusalem. So we know that Jerusalem is what this is talking about. A lot of people think that it's Petra. It's not. And I'm giving you a lot of information that's really, I, I haven't even prepared, but I just, I know these are questions that people ask. And so I want you to understand there is scripture that tells us specifically that Israel's place is Jerusalem. Okay, so that's why Jerusalem's such a big deal, and especially with the world community, how they want to detach the Jewish people from Jerusalem and make it an international city and such. So anyway, that we know that from Scripture. I don't have the Scripture with me right now, but there's several different Scriptures that tell us that. Um, and it says that she is nourished. The woman is nourished for a time, a times, and a half time from the face of the serpent. The serpent being the dragon or Satan. And the time, times, and a half a time we know that this is the great tribulation. 
Okay, because we have other scripture that explains this time in different ways. So I want to look at a little bit of that just to kind of help you understand how we come to all this understanding. And remember also um, that most people know, I know, but there may be some people that are listening for the first time that may not understand that we believe that the United States is the wings of the great eagle there. Because of Daniel 7, 4, where we see a lion with eagle's wings that are being plucked out and they're made to stand on the feet of a man and man's heart's given to it. That's another big lesson that we can teach. And we actually have it. If you're ever interested in seeing some of these things, you can uh, see those on uh, our End of the Age um, Plus or also at uh, endtime.com in our archive section. There are sections where we talk about these Bible studies and break them down a little bit more for you so you understand. Now, Daniel 7. Daniel 7.25 talks about this time, times, and the dividing of time. In Daniel 7.25 it says, And he, being the Antichrist, shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. Remember that particular scripture as we get into some other things uh, today that the Antichrist is going to change times and laws. Okay? It's very important because we see that beginning to happen right now. For a very long time, we've been a Christian country. We've been uh, focused on the Bible and Christianity and things like that. Uh, And laws have uh, come to pass that are uh, from the Bible. We've actually had the laws of the Bible that kind of go and proceed into our our lands and into our governments uh, because they're based on biblical values and biblical morals. So just remember that, times and laws. And they shall uh, be given into his hand for a time and times and the dividing of time. So this is saying that he'll wear out the saints of God uh, and they'll be given to him for a time, times, and the dividing of time. The same amount of time that the devil's wrath is. So we understand that the tribulation period is actually the wrath of the dragon or the wrath of Satan. Okay, So that's very important that we understand that. Now, Revelation 13, 5 gives us another understanding of this time, times, and the dividing of time to where we can understand that it's three and a half years. Okay, a time is one year, times is two years, and the dividing of time is half a year. So we've got one and then two, three years, and then half, three and a half years. Moving on to Revelation 13, 5, and it says, And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue for forty and two months. Forty-two months, folks, is time, times, and the dividing of time. That's three and a half years. So here we've got John talking about the same thing Daniel was talking about. He's talking about the tribulation time, when the Antichrist will make war against the saints. And look at what it says in verse 6. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy, blasphemy, God, and to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him, the Antichrist, to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all the kindreds and the tongues and the nations. And so here we see that the saints 
it, it tells us very specifically that these are saints that he makes the war against. Okay, so I wanted us to understand who the saints are because a lot of people believe that uh, the saints are actually the Jews. Some people believe that these saints are tribulation saints. But here's the thing. Here's what we know. So let me just give you one scripture. This is First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. And unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, and all that are in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. So it lets us know that the church there is the saints of God, that we are the saints of God. We are the modern-day church. We are Christians. The Christians, these are the true bride of Christ, and these are the saints. And it says that we're sanctified in Christ Jesus. Now, remember a while ago when I was reading up there in Revelation 12, and it says that they overcome the dragon by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. So that lets us know uh you know, that this is all tied in. This is who he's persecuting or he's coming down to persecute Christians. He'll persecute the Jews as well, but the saints are specifically called uh, saints. They are the Christians. Now, with this understanding of Scripture, we can see that the devil will make war not only with the woman Israel, okay, but he's also going to make war with us. And one of the places that we can see uh, that we are called Christians is Acts 11. Uh, if you look in Acts 11, verse 25 and 26, it says, Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus to seek Saul. Saul there is going to be Paul. And when he had found him, he brought him into Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So the church and Christians, it's all part of the same thing. So I just wanted you to kind of have a firm understanding of that and see what that says in Scripture. All right, so are we at this point? Are we at the point where this war has happened in heaven and the devil's been cast down and that's why all the chaos is going on here in the world? Well, I'm going to answer that right now, so listen carefully. No, we are not at that point, okay? And we know this because we have scripture that gives us very important information that lets us know about the time to be watching for and what's going to be happening. So if you've been following this program for very long, you know that we believe that there's about to be a uh, peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians at some point. We believe that it's probably going to be after the Sixth Trumpet War, what is known as World War III, and that war will lead us to this peace agreement. It's what we've taught and what we believe for so long, and that's what we still believe. So Daniel 9.27 gives us some information. I want you to kind of follow through this. It says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. The he there is the Antichrist, okay? And I'll explain a little bit more in a minute. And in the midst of that week, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease and for the overspreading of abomination he shall make it desolate even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured out upon the desolate. So some people may try to tell you that the he there in Daniel 9.27 is Jesus because Jesus took away the daily sacrifice. 
Well, that's not necessarily the case here. We know for sure that he is not the one that Daniel 9.27 is talking about. So even though when Jesus was crucified and he was resurrected, there was still temple worship going on until 70 A.D., okay? So he didn't actually stop the sacrifice uh, at that point, and he surely didn't cause the abomination of desolation. Jesus did not do these things. That temple continued until Rome destroyed it in 70 A.D., all right, but we also have other scripture that backs up that this is talking about the Antichrist. So if you look at Daniel eleven, thirty-one and thirty-six, we get some information. Here's thirty-one: and arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that makes it desolate. So there's there it is right there. The abomination of desolation happens with this Antichrist, and he takes the uh, daily sacrifice way. And verse 36 gives us a little bit more information. And the king, meaning the Antichrist, shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that is... Uh, for that that is determined shall be done. So it's letting us know that he's going to stop the daily sacrifices and then he exalts himself as God. This is the abomination of desolation. When he stands there on the Temple Mount and declares that he's God, that the Antichrist is God. Now Jesus also told us to look out for this. And he said in Matthew twenty four fifteen, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Stand in the holy place. Whosoever readeth, let him understand. And then in verse 21 he says, For then there shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor shall there ever be. So Jesus tells us that the abomination of desolation is actually what starts the great tribulation. So that war in heaven is going to happen the devil's going to be cast out, and at that same time period, the Antichrist will be revealed. We believe that the devil will actually possess the Antichrist like he did uh, Judas on the night that Judas betrayed Jesus, that this type of possession will take place with this Antichrist, and then that's when this abomination of desolation will take place. At that very same time, the devil and his angels are bound to the earth, then the devil will inhibit the body of the Antichrist and he will uh, cause this abomination of desolation. Now, Second Thessalonians, Paul gives us a little bit of information about it as well. He says in Second Thessalonians 2, verse 1 through 4, he says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. So he's talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ and what we call the rapture, what is known as the rapture, are being gathered together with Jesus in the air. So, uh, verse 2 says, "...that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Well, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there be a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed." the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So right there, 
Paul gives us an example of what that abomination of desolation looks like. And you can just go back to Daniel eleven thirty six and look at those two line up. They're, they line up perfectly to let you know that that's the Antichrist that does that. Okay? So, now, are we there yet? No. We're not there. Okay? Like I said before, once again, I just want to reiterate that. I am not saying that we are in the tribulation yet. There's a lot that's going to have to happen. That final seven years starts with that peace agreement with Israel. And then in the middle of that, this Antichrist is revealed. So we're not even there yet. Okay, But here's my opinion. And I'm saying this with a capital O, folks. My opinion. So don't go tell Dave that Doug said. I'm just saying this is my opinion. I'm not saying thus saith the Lord here. So... I believe this is spiritual warfare that we're in right now, okay? And I believe that it's a very serious thing that's happening. And with any war, you have soldiers, uh, an army. And I believe that the things that we're witnessing right now, folks, is we're watching the devil assemble his people, that lines are being drawn, and that people are making decisions on whose side they're going to be on. He's been trying to see who will submit and who will stand firm. The devil's been trying to do this since the creation of time. When, when Adam and Eve stood in the garden, he's tried to get people to follow him instead of God. And that's the same thing he's up to right now. But I believe he's assembling an army right now to get ready for this time that's coming where he's actually going to be bound to the earth. He's going to need minions that are doing his work. And we're beginning to see that happen so much. And so, like I said before... I'm not saying that this is fact and that this is scriptural, but when we, uh, when we look at scripture and what Jesus tells us to look for, I believe that we can look at scripture and we can say, we are right here. And so this is where I want you to, to see what I'm talking about. Matthew 24, 5 says, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. We'll see that you be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Folks, I believe that this is where we're at. And when we come back from the break here in a second, we're going to finish this out and I'm going to help you to understand as we look at some of the things that are happening in our world right now, today. So stick with me through the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. 
The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. I kind of jumped in there early. Uh, but before the break, we, we were on this verse of Matthew 24, 8. It said, all these are the beginning of sorrows. So verse 9 says, and, they, and shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and shall, you shall be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and they shall hate one another and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. Uh, because of iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So folks, there's something that Jesus is telling us is getting ready to happen, that there is going to be this tribulation coming. Right now, though, we can look in the world and we can see things that are going on. There's things happening all over the world Sometimes they're not covered as much in the media. But there are Christians being killed in many different places right now. And, uh, I mean, they're being drug out into the streets and publicly killed. So there's tribulation going on. We're spoiled here in the United States because we're not under this kind of persecution yet. We are under persecution. There are things happening we're going to look at some of that in a second. But there's there's a lot of things that Jesus tells us to look for there. And so we're going to kind of touch on some of those as we go through uh, some of this information I've got. But I, I want you to just kind of hang with me because I'm going to have to breeze through this stuff a little quickly because uh, of time. But uh, when, when Jesus says... Uh, you know, to look for people that come in his name. There are a lot of false prophets right now. There's a lot of people that come in the name of Jesus and and claim to be the Messiah or claim that they have a word from God or claim that they're pastors and shepherds of churches, and they're really not. And And so, folks, the Lord says we will know them by their fruits. And if their fruits do not reflect the word of God, these people are not of God, okay? And so that's something that we have got to understand uh, as as Christians and as people, that's why Dave makes the plea so so many times on the program. Uh, you know, to go and look uh, if if you're not in a church that's teaching you the truth, to contact us and let us help put you in a church that's teaching the truth of the Word of God. Because we want everybody to make the rapture. We want everybody to be in a church that's teaching truth and not churches that are that are leading people astray. So. Uh, one of the things that I want to talk about, and um, I'm jumping ahead here, so uh, I just want everybody to uh, remember this a little bit because this was something that was kind of a huge deal, and I want everybody to remember this. So if you remember, we had uh, a Methodist church in Florida that had a drag queen come out and actually taught the congregation. Well, that drag queen has now been ordained as a Methodist uh, minister, and so we have a video I'd like to show the video of that so everybody knows what I'm talking about. 
here with us. Do you, either of you have any questions for Miss Pentecost? I like your eyeshadow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you like her eyeshadow. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she'll let you borrow it when you're older, like when you're allowed to wear makeup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world. Uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. And it's so cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to, to change into something new uh, and to not be bound by the ways that the world confines us sometimes, that, that we're supposed to live differently. Uh, so I'm so thankful that you're here with us. As am I. Yeah. All right, let's pray. God, we give you thanks uh, that you have sent us Miss Pentecost and you have called her to a life of service and preaching and pastoring and taking care of your people. We pray, God, that today the words that she might share with us in a bit uh, might challenge us to live differently when we leave this place. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Okay, so in this video, you can clearly see this man dressed as a woman. And this preacher of this church, I, I don't know what they, they call their clergyman there in the Methodist church, but this pastor of a church, he uses uh, Romans 12, 2 uh, about not being conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind as if this is what this transvestite has done. This transvestite has not conformed to the world because he's not living as a man. He's living as a woman and he's doing his own thing and he's doing what feels good. Uh, you know, if it feels good, do it type of mentality there. But that goes against the word of God, folks. And they leave out the other uh, part of that scripture, which I believe, uh, you know, is very important that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is not the will of God. We know this because God tells us way back in Genesis that he created them both man and woman. He made male and female. Okay, he didn't make a male that, you know, is going to dress up like a woman and portray themselves as a woman. And, and that's specifically even talked about in Scripture, about a man not wearing that that pertaineth to a woman and a woman not wearing that that pertaineth to a man. But all this goes back to Baal worship and, and a, a Canaanite god that they would worship and, and dress and drag way back in the Bible, folks. In the Old Testament, this stuff was happening. So anyway, I could stay here and I could get really fired up about just that topic alone. But uh, I want you to know there, there's hope here because even though this is happening... Hundreds of Methodist churches here in Texas over the weekend have filed to remove themselves from the Methodist church because of this particular incident and this, uh, this man that portrays himself as a woman, Pentecost, uh, which is blasphemy anyway because they're making fun of Pentecost. And um, anyway, they are coming out of that, okay? And that's what Revelation 18.4 tells us about Mystery Babylon. Many people think Mystery Babylon is America, but Mystery Babylon is a religious system, folks. And we can prove that, too. Uh, I don't have time to go into that today. But in Revelation 18.4, God says, Come out of her, my people, uh, that ye be not partakers of her sins and receive not of her plagues. Folks, God is calling people out, and people are listening. They're coming out. 
praise God that that's beginning to happen. They're beginning to see these false churches do false things and things that go against God's word. And then these people mix it up like the devil did and try to uh, confuse scripture and and make it uh, conform into what they want it to be. So anyway, that's one thing that we've talked about in the past. I wanted you to see that because that's something that's new in the news today. These churches are dropping out of that, coming out of that, my people, which is very good. But God told us that there was going to be people that would be false, that would come out and say they were Christians that really were not in the end time. So we're watching that happen, okay? Other things that are going on right now, we've got, I've, I had headlines that I could have pulled a whole bunch of headlines out, but uh, there's concerns over these 87,000 uh, new IRS employees that are armed uh, that they're training with weapons and everything. Now they're saying that they are. Uh, they're worried that these IRS uh, agents are going to target conservatives, Christians who have uh, beliefs about marriage, about abortion, about homosexuality. If you do not line up with the government, these IRS agents are going to come after you. And especially if you are a church that's teaching truth or if you're a nonprofit organization, they are going to come after you. Uh, and it, that's what people are saying in this article. So that was an article that actually came out of CBN News. Um, and I just wanted to mention it. I'm not going to go into it. The Respect for Marriage Act that just uh, was introduced the other day that, of course, we know this Respect for Marriage Act does the opposite of what it claims to do. Uh, it's actually an attack on biblical marriage. Uh, you know, God established it back in Genesis between a man and a woman, and he said that they would leave their fathers and mothers and come together, and they would join together and be one flesh. And so we know that that is the natural thing for a man and woman to do. What worries me with this with this law, with this bill, is that this could open a door for other things like pedophilia. If somebody says, uh, because I don't know if y'all remember the other day we showed the video and Chuck Schumer was sitting there and going, this gives you the right to love who you want to love. Well, what if if a grown-up decides that they love a six-year-old child? I know that sounds horrible, but you think about that. This could open the door for all kinds of things. You remember when they started first talking about this, there's some woman that's married her dog now. She's married a Great Dane because of things like this in other countries. Well, now we've got this here. And uh, just today, folks, and right before I came on the program, uh, there was breaking news that the House passed the bill to protect same-sex marriage. And so now this goes on to President Biden, and he signs it into law. So uh, these crackpots up there in the House, they've decided that this is what they're going to do. And and I think this is like their last hurrah because they know come in January, things are going to change a bit, and they're not going to have as much power as they had. They they lost Roe v. Wade, uh, you know, a while back, and so they've been wanting to get back at us for this for a while. Well, now they have. And it should tell you, folks, like I was saying before, you know them by the fruits of their labor. You know them by their fruits. These are people that are pushing agendas that go against God. Abortion, homosexuality, same-sex marriage, these things that are sacred to God. Um Christians are under persecution here as well. There was a uh, World Net Daily report about uh, a restaurant that refused to serve customers, a company actually, uh, that was going to have their Christmas party. uh, And they had uh, made arrangements with this uh, Metzer's Bar and Butchery. And some of the staff found out that this 
company was a Christian-based company that did not believe in abortion, that did not believe in homosexuality, that believed that that was against God's word. And, uh, and some of those wait staff told their employer that they would not work that day. They would not serve these people. And so this company received uh, information from uh, this restaurant telling them, I'm sorry, but we're not going to be able to, uh, to serve you. So after weeks of planning for this fellowship with their uh, team members, it got canceled at the last minute because this this employer of these people decided, uh, you know, I'm not going to put my wait staff uh, there to go through this, to have to serve you Christian people that don't go along with uh, human rights for women and LGBT individuals. And so... It's just another thing there. I mean, you know, before this, this could have been uh, called discrimination, but now it's like, nah, this is no big deal. You know, they just push this through. And what's crazy also is, you know, I mean, we just had our Christmas party here and this could have happened to us. I mean, had people found out what we teach and what we believe here uh, at End Time, they could have uh, done the same thing to us when we were trying to have our Christmas employee dinner just the other night. And so these are things that are going on right now uh, in in the world, and Christianity is coming under attack. And um, the problem with that that we're beginning to see is it's becoming so blatant, and we're seeing uh, mainstream uh, media even talk against Christians and Christian organizations, uh, tying us in with right-wing uh conservative terrorist and saying that uh, people that believe that the word of God is uh, the infallible truth of God and it's God's word and that God speaks against homosexuality and uh, same-sex marriage and abortion, that because we do that, that makes us terrorists uh, of the nation because we uh, speak hate speech to people who have the gay lifestyles or who uh, want abortions. And that can be... uh, that couldn't be further from the truth, folks. I mean, we love people and we want people to be saved. That's why we teach the true word of God. And that's why, uh, you know, this program will always do that. Um, so we're coming up against a break. When I come back, I have a couple of videos that I want you to see um, that, you know, are very interesting. So stick with me and we'll come back shortly. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner.
Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Doug Norvell. And uh, before we went to break, we were talking about some of the persecutions that are going on here uh, with Christians and, and some of the ways that that's happening now. But I want to show you an interesting clip that uh, I got from Fox News and the Tucker Carlson program talking about what's going on in Ukraine. You may have not heard this in uh, the news media unless you've seen this particular program. Uh, but it's very interesting. You know, we've been called to rally around the Ukraine and everything that's going on there. So I think you'll find this interesting. And welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. So you remember when Russia invaded Ukraine in February. And at that time, our leaders told us this wasn't some faraway conflict in Eastern Europe. This was our war. No military should ever be allowed to invade a sovereign nation, they told us. Iraq and Afghanistan obviously not included in that rule. The invasion of Ukraine could not stand because it was a matter of first principles. But more than that, it was a world historic moral battle that we were obligated to join. It was very clear Vladimir Putin was pure evil. He was Hitler reborn. The Ukrainian President Zelensky was his mirror image. He was saint-like, self-denying, brave, honest, very handsome. And Zelensky was fighting for the very same ideals that our country was founded on. A number of news outlets, including CNN and the LA Times, compared him to George Washington. So they told us that with one voice, month after month, no disagreement allowed. Not surprisingly, it worked. Americans fell hard for President Zelensky. They all did. Even in rural areas that voted against Joe Biden, you saw Ukrainian flags hanging from mailboxes. To many people, it felt like World War II again, the good war, a battle against tyranny abroad for the sake of freedom and democracy at home. Well, the better part of a year later, it's getting harder and harder to believe any of this. Whatever you think of the war in Ukraine, it is pretty clear that Zelensky has no interest in freedom and democracy. In fact, Zelensky is far closer to Lenin than to George Washington. He is a dictator. He is a dangerous authoritarian who has used $100 billion in U.S. tax dollars to erect a one-party police state in Ukraine. And that's not an overstatement. Over the past year, Zelensky has banned opposition parties. He shut down critical media by force. He's arrested his political opponents. He has sent soldiers into churches. Zelensky's secret police have raided monasteries across Ukraine, even a convent full of nuns, and arrested dozens of priests for no justifiable reason whatsoever and in clear violation of the Ukrainian constitution, which no longer matters. And in the face of this, the Biden administration has said nothing, not one word. Instead, they just continue to push to send Zelensky more tax dollars. So naturally, Zelensky has become much bolder. Why wouldn't he? Last week, he announced his plan to ban an entire religion, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, and to seize its property, all for being insufficiently loyal to his regime. And he said it out loud. Watch this. We have to create such conditions when any people dependent on the country aggressor won't be able to manipulate Ukrainians and weaken Ukraine from within. First, the National Security and Defense Council instructed the government to submit to the Verkhovna Rada, a draft law on making it impossible for religious organizations affiliated with centers of influence in the Russian Federation to operate in Ukraine. A free country does not ban a major religion just because it's not fully on board with the political program of the people running the country. But Zelensky is doing that, and his cabinet is now devising ways to punish Christians for practicing their banned ancient religion in Ukraine. Quote, personal, economic, and restrictive sanctions 
will be applied to any Christian caught worshiping in unapproved ways. Okay, so Zelensky is Time Magazine's Man of the Year. All right, and our tax dollars are funding all this, and he's shutting down churches. He's he's shutting down Christianity in his country. There was an article that came out uh, that talked about how uh, Putin in Russia has passed a law where this LGBT stuff uh, cannot go forth. They've, they've shut it down to where it's against the law now to promote that. Well, Zelensky, on the other hand, has had a team of witches come out into Ukraine and pray prayers over Ukrainian uh, soldiers and curses over uh, the soldiers of Russia. And so it's crazy because we've got Putin, who is this communist leader, who is doing things that seem to be more in line with the Bible, and this other guy, Zelensky, who is having witchcraft, you know, go out throughout his area. So, all right, I'm not going to go off on that right now, but I do want to move forward because uh, I'm, I want to skip past some of this for my guys that are there uh, in pro in the program station there so that we can see uh, some of the other things that are going on. So I want to get into the part where I was telling you, if you have children in the room, you might want to Ask them to leave the room, step out of the room, because we're about to get a little darker here. Um, if you remember, uh, during the week of Thanksgiving, there was an ad that came out uh, from uh, Balenciaga, a clothing distributor, that a lot of the uh, celebrities back and uh, and wear their clothing and do these runways for them and all this stuff. Well, this particular ad used uh, children in it, and it had some very disturbing things in the ad. I'm going to let this Fox News broadcast uh, give you more of the details about it. Well, they, they condemn, but not when it's a, well, not when it's against their financial interests, right? Mm-hmm. And so they want to be tied to this big fashion brand, this big fashion house. And, and look, what this is, it's perversion and it's evil. That's what it is. There's absolutely no way. I don't believe for the slightest thing that Balenciaga was not aware. They did not sign off on this. Okay, you have two yeah. different photo shoots. You have children with bondage teddy bears. You have another case, as you pointed out, with the Supreme Court case on child pornography. And they're going to sit there and try to lie to us and tell us that somehow a portion of it was just oversight. I don't believe that in the slightest. And these people are cowards who won't go out and condemn it. They're all rich enough. They don't need this money. They're cowards. And the problem is this cowardice comes at a time where we have this increasing sexual exploitation of children in America as well. And and you look at things like libs of TikTok posting videos of children dancing for money alongside uh, drag queens at some of these events. And what's happening in America is evil. It is wrong. It should be condemned. And these celebrities are absolute cowards. So praise God that the news media is really starting to call some things out. This is evil. They're talking about it. This is evil. It's destructive. It's tearing this nation apart. The longer this story is talked about, the more that it, that's being revealed about this Balenciaga and the meaning of the name, folks. This is crazy. And I, I did a Google search today, and you couldn't even find this information out anymore. But I actually did this, and... There's one way, if you spell Valenciaga correctly, it means in Latin, go ahead and do it, or do as thy will. Well, that term was used in what people refer to as the Satanic Bible, written by a man named Aleister Crowley. You might have heard of him. He wrote the Satanic Bible. But here's the really crazy part. If you break the word down, you get this. If you break it down into Baal Enciaga, 
and you spell Baal, B-A-A-L, like Baal from the Bible, Enciaga, it breaks down to Baal is king. Now, the fact checkers deny this, and like I said, they even took it down off of Google where you can't search this anymore. But I looked, and it's true. I had I had the thing right in front of me and saw it for myself. Here's a quick uh, clip from a, a show that's called American Horror Story. It's it's just a few seconds. I want you to see this, and then I'll explain a little bit. Words. Only one. Okay, I know that was a little disturbing, and I get it. But what this is is this is a clip of a witch that is about to be burned at the stake in this movie, whatever this American horror story is. And they are going to burn this woman at the stake. And they ask her if she has any last words. And the last thing she says is Balenciaga. Baal is king or do as thy will. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's satanic. But I'm going to put it there for you and I'll let you decide. You just decide what you want to understand about that. But here's another clip and I want to get this shown before we run out of time. This is probably the last clip I can do. This is from The Blaze. Uh, the bondage bears and the picture with the panic-faced children surrounded by empty wine glasses uh, is what we all kind of saw. And we're like, huh, that's not good. The picture uh, features a dazed-looking boy in a cluttered room. Among all the club clutter, there is some disturbing things that have been found. For one, the boy is wearing red shoes. That has symbolized royalty and unstoppable power like the red heels of King Louis XIV. Now, this is a weird connection to Tony Podesta. In the pedophilia uh, paintings owned by Tony Podesta, children are wearing red shoes. Now, the boy to the boy's left is a drawing of a rainbow. To his right is a drawing of Earth with a crow looking down over it. And on the ground, there is a roll of ticker tape with Balenciaga spelled not the normal way, but spelled capital B, capital A, capital L, uh, uh, sorry, capital B, capital A, capital A, capital L, Ian Saga. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know know the meaning of that still? The god of... uh, uh... We've talked about it a million Child times. Child sacrifice. That's how, okay. Yeah. I, I, Child sacrifice, pedophilia, unstoppable right. sex. And evil and... Yeah, uh, Moloch. Yeah. Right. It is the ancient uh, uh, god in the Bible, Moloch, or Baal, B-A-A-L. Um, it is a Canaanite god of child sacrifice. Hmm. Okay. Nice. You'll find in, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 19, Baal is identified as Moloch, and a crude drawing shows a horned animal that resembles Baal. So that's also in the picture. Now, this is no accident for a couple of reasons. The company had to have had this ticker tape designed and printed and put on the floor. Also, in March, at a Paris show for this company, Kim Kardashian wore a full body dress made only of ticker tape with the word Balenciaga on it, but it was spelled correctly. 
Now, if one of those things would have appeared on their own, it would be one thing. But putting these things together and then seeing the people behind it, it becomes very clear. Now, so you know, the company has blamed this on the photographer, and we'll get into that in a second. Then they went out and they said, well, it's the advertising. We didn't even see any of these pictures before they went out. Does anyone believe that? Okay, so folks, it's no coincidence. They know exactly what they're doing. This is perverted. It's sick. And they're showing the God that they serve. But here's the God that we serve, okay? Isaiah 6.1 said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I also uh, saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Isaiah saw the one true God on his throne. Here's the thing about the train of God's robe. Uh, kings would conquer other kings and they would tear pieces of their robe off and have them added to their robe, the train of their robe. Well, God's robe, his train filled the temple. That's the God we serve. He's already conquered everything, even death and hell and the grave. And the, the Bible tells us that he purchased the church with his own blood. And remember what we read in Revelation 12, that that we overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and we serve that one true living God, Jesus Christ. We don't have to be afraid of these things, but we need to stand up against these things. Lord bless you all, and I'll see you next week. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.